Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And there's one word that you must master if you want to grow your mortgage business. It's a simple word, but it's really, really hard to do. And I'm actually going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a quick story about a friend of mine before I dive into this episode today. So I have a friend named Shane Nolan who has a company called yardworks.ca. It's the largest landscaping, grass cutting and snow removal company in Calgary, Alberta. And so he started this business when he was 19 years old and his goal was to retire at 35. Now, if you've been in the mortgage business for any amount of time, you know that landscapers don't usually retire and they certainly don't retire at 35. And so at 19 years old, he's like, okay, if I'm going to build this landscaping business and I want to retire at 35, how am I going to do this? And so one of the things he did, which I think is absolutely brilliant, he said, I need to start interviewing or talking to people who have done this successfully. So he would reach out to people who had big landscape companies and pick their brain and ask some questions to learn about what they what they knew. And really, he's doing what we talk about is calling the, the destination and ask for directions. He's, how, how did I get where you are? And so one of the companies that he found was the largest landscape company in Australia. And he reached out to them and said, hey, reach out to the CEO, right? This is a huge company. Said, hey, if I come to Australia, will you meet with me? And the guy's like, if you come, I can't do it on Australian accent, but if I could, this would be a great time to do it. But he said to him, hey, if you come to Australia, I'll meet with you. So imagine the CEO of this publicly traded company decides to meet with this young buck who wants to learn how to build a landscape company. And so Shane flies out there, he meets with this guy, which is super cool. And he said to me, you know, I learned two things from my conversation with him. And one of them, I decided to copy and one of them, I didn't. And so the first one, the guy said to me was, it was all about growth, take over market share, grow, 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 and be profitable later. It's not that, it's not as important that you're profitable now as it is. And Shane's like, no, that's not what I want to do. I want a business that's profitable now. So I thank you for that advice is what he said in his head. He didn't say to this man, thank you for the advice. I'm not going to do it. But the second thing he said to me, I absolutely copied it. And he said, what you need to do is you need to clearly articulate who your customer is. And then you need to say no to everybody else, even if you think it's going to cost you money. And so he basically said to him, look, we have, we have a very clear type of customer we can serve and we say no to everybody else because you cannot scale a business where everything is different. So Shane came back, he took this advice, he came back and he decided to focus his landscape company on two things, shoveling snow in the wintertime, obviously, and cutting grass. And in Calgary, actually, sometimes you got to shovel snow even in the summertime. But in any case, sorry if you're listening and you're from Calgary, no offense. But so he said, okay, I've got to say no to things. So he had opportunities come along where people are like, Shane, Shane, you need to get into rock walls. There's so much money. Everybody needs rock walls done. You can, he's like, no, I'm not doing rock walls because my customer is somebody who wants their grass cut every Wednesday and I can give them a very specific customer experience. So I, I say no to rock walls, even though I can make money to it. He had another opportunity to, he was doing snow removal for Air Canada, big airline company, if you're from the US and WestJet had heard about them. They're like, oh, we've heard great things about your company. Let's, let's chat. So they sat down with Shane. He talked about how he can help. They said, Oh, here's a 40 page, basically uh, document on how you can help WestJet by removing their snow. He's like, I have a four page contract. He's like, if this is what you want me to deliver, I can do this. Otherwise I can't do it. He said no to WestJet, even though it was money, because he's like, I cannot deliver this service at a high level. If every single customer has a different deal with me. And so the whole lesson of this is that the reason, and oh, by the way, he did retire at 35 or 34, actually he retired a year early from the landscaping business. He still owns it. It still runs. He works very little in it right now. And this would have never happened if he did not 
embrace this philosophy of saying no to, to some deciding on who your customer is and saying no. So here's the word that you need to master in your mortgage business. And I see this happen all the time with our coaching clients is they'll get really, the, the busier you get, the bigger you get, you'll start getting more and more leads, more and more deals, more and more referral sources. And you're like, oh, we could do this, this, and this. And what ends up happening is you start saying yes to all kinds of things that you're like, well, that's not really in our sweet spot, but we'll do it. We'll make some money. Next thing you know, your team is stressed out. You're stressed out. You can't provide an amazing customer experience and your business will actually stall and slow down. And the best thing that you can do is actually put in a, 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 a and now if you're brand new, I'm going to, I'll talk about if you're brand new in a minute, but if you're experienced, then you absolutely need to do this. So my bit, what I did my mortgage business when I was active in it, my business partner does this now, but as I started to grow my business, I started to make a list of files that I wouldn't do. I'm not doing construction loans anymore because I have the providers that I have for loans for construction. They're kind of crappy. The rates aren't that great. The fees are higher. The process sucks. Usually it feels like falling downstairs. The client usually isn't happy by the end of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say no to those. Then I'm like, next thing, I'm going to say no to private loans. I All I did was AAA business. I can provide amazing customer experience. But as soon as I get in those B deals, to me, B deals are like building rock walls. You get into those, they're great. You can make lots of money. Every one of them is different. It's very difficult to systematize. And so I said no to B deals. I said no to private deals. I just made a list. Like the longer it got down, I said no to 100% financing. Like if there was bad credit, no, no, no. And what ended up happening is, is my book of business got better and better. The business got easier and easier. And it was because I learned to say no. My business partner, Jules, does the exact same thing. She, If somebody reaches out to her right now and says, hey, I got this deal. I got, a, you know, credit issues, but I think you can help me. And there's probably a solution. And somebody's going to make money on it. It's not Jules. She's like, that's okay. I know somebody, go talk to them. I'm not doing this deal. Because her whole team is engineered around serving a particular type of client and they're really good at it. And it's because she's learned to say no. You know, another guy that has done this, if you go back and listen to I Love Mortgage Brokering, the interview with Callum Ross, Callum Ross does 100, 300 plus mortgages a year and they don't do any private. Like if you call him up and you want, like they don't refer it, nothing. He's just like, sorry, any B deals, that's not us. We're only doing AAA clients that people that want to build wealth through real estate. If that's not you, that's okay. So this, the key thing here that you have to recognize, and I'll tell one last quick story on this. So when I decided to get into the training business and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I love it. I had a bunch of opportunities to do speaking gigs. I actually had 14 speaking gigs that I was asked to do in a year. And I turned down every single one of them because I was like, every speaking gig is not actually helping me build my training business. So I'm going to say no to it. And that doesn't mean that that will always be the case. But I certainly was like, this is not something that I'm going to spend time on because of it's not where my priority is. I need to think about who's my customer. How can I serve them? And so back to what the lesson from Shane. And if a 19 year old kid who's retired, this business makes millions of dollars. Like it's the, he was offered six times net income to purchase it. And he's like, no, I don't want to sell it. And so the guy makes money hand over fist from this business. And the key lesson I want you to take away from this is he learned to say no, and you have to learn to say no in your mortgage business. Now, okay, that's great, Scott. I get it. That's the word. The magic word is no, but how do I do it? So I'll give you a couple tips on this. So what I did, because I actually don't like saying no to people because I'm like, oh, I feel bad about it. And so when I, especially on the speaking gigs, I actually created an email template that I would send to them. I say, like, Hey, let me think about this. Get back to you. I would send them an email template. Hey, sorry, I can't help you because maybe I'm being a chicken here, but that was just my, my easy way to get to learn how to say no. Now I would just pick up the phone and I would say no, because I've learned that being truthful is the best way to do it. But when I first started, I was a little bit uneasy about it. I felt bad letting people down. And so I would use email, but I would say now I just pick up the phone. So in your mortgage business, here's the tactic or strategy that you can apply. I want you to make a no-go list. So make a list 
And maybe the list right now, depending, maybe it's only one type of file. You're like, I hate these files. Why do I do them every time? It's like falling downstairs repeatedly. Put that on your no-go list. And you're like, when that file comes up again, you're going to say no to them. And you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I feel great. Dion, one of our coaches in our program, he always says, when I say no to one bad file, I make room for two good ones. Say no to one bad file to make room for two good ones. And his business is going bonkers, but you have to say no to, for that to happen. And then the next thing is, is that create a script. So if you're, if you're not comfortable saying no, so step one, make a no goal list. Step two, create a script, whether it's an email script or even have it written out on how you're going to say no gracefully without being a jerk and tell people that, hey, this is not, you know, I, I unfortunately I have to, I have to bow out or I can't do this. So yeah, hopefully that helps you. And shoot me an email. So I'd love to hear from you. What are you going to say no to? Scott at 10loansamonth.com. I'd love to hear what you're going to say no to in the future so that you can continue to grow your business. Hopefully that helps. In the next show, I'm going to be talking about how to deal with haters. And you may be like, Scott, I don't got any haters. Well, I tell you, if you've been in a business for any amount of time or been in the mortgage business, you're going to have people that you wouldn't call them a hater, but they don't like you. You've got clients that are frustrated, maybe real estate partners that are frustrated. So how do you deal with it psychologically? How do you deal with it mentally? In the next episode, I'm going to talk about some strategies on how to deal with that. One last thing, this show is new for us. And so if you could do me a huge favor, if you could go to iTunes and leave a review, that would mean the world to me. I read every review. If you want to send me a note, send me an email at scott at 10 loans a month. I'd love to hear from you. If this show is landing or having an effect, please leave that review. And thanks again for joining me on the 10 loans a month show where mortgage brokers become business owners. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.